Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of The Movie Den. Uh, my name is Luke Taylor, and this is... Adam Tomino. Uh, I am the news editor at the Daily Eastern News. And I am sports editor. Um, today we are going to talk about some of our favorite animated movies that we watched as kids, uh, including Atlantis, The Last Empire, and The Road to El Dorado. All right, we'll start out alphabetically with Atlantis, which was a movie I really liked as a kid. It came out 2001. I was seven or eight when it came out. I probably saw it in theaters, um, or maybe just you know later on when it came out, but um, I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of toys of it as a kid. And then I kind of forgot about it for years, and I think right when quarantine hit, I was looking for movies to watch, and I rewatched it. And uh, it held up pretty well, so I thought we'd, we'd watch it again and talk about it here. It is a animated Disney film that takes place in 1914, where a young linguist named Milo Thatch is looking for the lost continent of Atlantis that his grandfather spent his life uh, searching for and never was able to find. Um, the, the movie opens up very efficiently in that, like, you find out what the point is, what they're doing who all the characters are, and this little crew they put together to go searching for Atlantis. And I think, like, 15 minutes into it, they're on the adventure already. Yeah. And then the movie's just kind of a... Uh, it's a pure, like, action-adventure story. Um, I don't think it did well when it came out, because being a Disney-animated movie, a lot of people, you know, were expecting, um, like, a fun musical. And this is a surprise... It's kind of dark at times. Mm-hmm. It's like a straight-action-adventure movie. It really gets on, on topics of, uh, like, colonization. Um, it's pretty pretty woke for 2001, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. the villains are um, just, like... I think he describes himself as, like, a capitalist. Yeah. Um, trying to find this ancient power source to sell to, I don't know, some foreign enemy... It was also a weird time for animation because um, a lot of the 3D uh, stuff that we see more of now, like the very frozen, uh, you know, Toy Story was coming out, that stuff. Um, so when they kind of went back to form with this 2D stuff, uh, people were like, ah, I don't want more of that and missed out on a much better looking movie, to be honest. Yeah, the animation's really good. Like, the, the, the settings look great. The characters are all very interesting looking. And, and they move in interesting ways. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're very kind of sh- they all have different lines and weird sharp edges on their faces. It's very... It's just a great movie to look at. Uh, just Even, like, this little, you know, little still frames are interesting. And then mm-hmm. the, the action sequences are tremendous. Especially near the end, there's this extended... Like battle scene. The sci-fi parts of the animation are like awesome. Like they, um, yeah. Haha, spoilers for a movie that came out twenty years ago. Um, the um, when she gets in the crystal thing and she's like glowing, I was. I mean, we were quiet for the first time the whole movie, not commenting, but because I was just like, yeah, that's awesome. Like I'm enjoying looking at this and trying to figure out what's going to happen with this. Yeah, you can tell a lot of work went into the just like the art direction, and um, you know it's not entirely unique looking. A lot of the things are, you know, other old adventure movies and kind of you know, you know, borrowed like Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea looking submarines mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, but it's all pulled off really well. Uh, the voice actors all do a good job. Michael J. Fox plays Milo is the main character. Uh, he's really you know, very solid in it. 
but it's it's surprisingly a very high death count for a Disney movie. Maybe more than you're expecting going the movie, in. The movie starts off with Atlantis, um, you know, sinking under the under the waves or whatever, and somebody says something about like two hundred thousand something or like some incredibly large number of people dying, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, okay. Uh, I'm so glad that I brought my child to this movie or whatever. <laughs> was, I awesome. think, yeah, I think it didn't do super well, apart apart because of that, because it's not like strictly for kids, um, not younger ones for sure. Maybe like nine or ten and older. That is, I think that's my one critique of the movie is that they needed to identify their audience a little mm-hmm. bit better because all we have all these fun characters and they're all very um, tropey, which is fine for you know a kids movie. You don't want super complex characters, but at the same time, all these people are dying, and there's complex sci-fi stuff going on, and, and mm-hmm. random little commentary on, uh, you know, indigenous people and uh, colonizers. So, like, I think they could have balanced that a little bit better to figure out, like, is this meant for kids? Is this meant for preteens? Or you know, what's going on here? Yeah, I think it was a pretty big risk for Disney doing that sort of going a little darker and heavier and more action-packed mm-hmm. than in the decade prior when they was, you know, I, I think a few Pixar movies had come out and, you know, all the, the musicals and Beauty and the Beast and The Lion King. I mean, that's, I mean Lion King's pretty dark, too. Yeah, it's pretty um, but it's a little It's a little brighter for the kids than this one is. Uh, it's, just, it's, just, it's just a good action movie. It does have mm-hmm. some flaws, of course. There's the... Um, um, I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with the white savior concept in movies. That's going to come up in both of our yeah. both of our discussions um, about these two movies. That was, I think, just more really recently that trend has been appearing less in movies. Mm-hmm. But it's basically you have in Atlantis you have these sort of tribal people in their native land who are having this. They're going through hard times, and, and they are all depicted as people of color. Like, yeah, they, that is, it's not like ambiguous that you know, metaphors. They are, mm-hmm. and they're you know, their people are dying off, and then this white male character arrives, and oh look, he has the solution, and he helps save the city, and he becomes their hero. And there is, there's yeah. some admission of that, like mm-hmm. the um, he he does help solve their like long term issue, but he's also the cause of their short term disastrous like the world is ending thing and then it's like uh him and the other people like that are you know the other wacky crew um they kind of have to go yeah that's on us you know we're we're bad people um so it does get taken back a little bit but Mm -hmm. he's still like he stays there yeah. And you see him with his own, like, tribal tattoos, and he's yeah. like, ah, oh, yes, this he, is my thing now. He's like the king or something, I think <laughs> you're supposed to think. It's, it's a little it's a He's little either weird. the king or married to, like, the queen. Yeah. So, like... A, who is the, the, like, the Prince Charles or whatever? Yeah. He's, like, maybe in that role. It's it's not clear. Uh, it's just kind of weird. Yeah. You know, he kind of just assumes this, you know, among these native people, he becomes, like, this... He's this, like, I do science. Also, that part guy. where he explains how to use one of their vehicles yeah. to this girl who's been trying to figure it out for years is insane. Yeah. He's like, well, you, you just leave your hand on while you do this, yeah. idiot. Like, okay. <laughs> he mansplains a lot. <laughs> he does. Uh, sometimes he gets called out for it a little bit. Like, the characters are making faces. He's kind of... The, char- he, the character's a nice guy. There were a couple times he started talking he's, and everyone in the room went, aw, again. Yeah, so, like, he's kind of a yeah. know-it-all. He's a, he's a good character. Like, yeah. He's... It, they're in, he's again intentionally not perfect, but uh, sometimes I was like, "All right, man, shut yeah. up." 
there are some you know, there are there's some like with a movie like that there are some of the cliches like when you meet this whole this ragtag group of uh, of the, of this crew that's going Crazy to find Atlantis guys. right they're all like different ethnicities and have you know interesting little backstories and they talk around a campfire and they did so. a, they did a weird like um, bait and switch with the doctor character. Because he comes in, um, and he's a black guy, and he's, like, this big guy, and they're like, oh, this guy is scary. And then he's like, actually, I'm the doctor. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I feel about this, but it is a little odd. Yeah, it's it's a little, you know, maybe, I mean, it's not, not a very old movie, but a little, little dated in some yeah. of, the, some of the, uh, the concepts and some of the approach. It's not like terrible, but no. I, um, we could make some changes. <laughs> it could be improved slightly. Yeah, but it's just a solid. It's not too long of a movie. I think it's just about an hour and a half. And typical like kids movie. Yeah, it's just uh, it's a fun animated action adventure. You know, on, on Disney Plus, of course. If uh... the sci-fi concepts in it are absolutely worth it. Um, mm-hmm. They fight a super cool like crab-looking monster at the beginning. Yeah. And they're in their little, um, their little submarines, and later on they have submarine things that look like sharks and stuff. I was all about that. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. These, these random little, like, airplanes they shoot into the sky. And mm-hmm. um, for some reason, the like the expedition leader just has all this equipment. Like a hot air balloon? Yeah, it's like, it's, I don't know why he thought they needed that big hot air balloon or where they got or it like from. Or, like, 20 little planes. A bunch of little planes. Um... Every time they encounter something, they have some weird piece of machinery, even though they didn't exactly know where they were going. Yeah. Um, and they make little comments like, "Oh, he's always prepared," and I guess he, they really mean it. Um, you know, I I guess you know it's always important to have a giant, you know, war rigged hot air balloon in case you need it. If anyone knows, um, there's a scene where the bad guy is getting ready to leave behind the main cast. Um, and he's getting in his truck after he tells them that they need to come with him and get the money and the glory. He gets in his truck and he says, ah, P.T. Barnum was right. I forgot if about that. anyone knows what that means, like, shoot me an email, leave a <laughs> comment, because I, I spent some time looking it up and I, I'm more lost than I was before. <laughs> what on earth was P.T. Barnum right about? <laughs> the only reference to P.T. Barnum in the movie. Yeah. And, um... And it comes never... out of comes out of absolute nowhere. Yeah. I forgot about that. That P. was P. great. Barnum was right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. I'm just gonna take his word for it. Yeah, I, I think I definitely for sure agree with that guy. <laughs> um, uh, but overall, good movie, fun time, worth the watch. Uh, do you have anything else you wanted to add about it? No, it's just a uh, it's a fun fun action movie. If you like that kind of thing. Uh, the second movie that we watched. Um, Part of our um, upsetness with this... That's not a word. Part of our problem <laughs> with this movie could be because we did watch it right after Atlantis and we finished it at, like, 1 in the morning. Yeah. But it's also not a great movie. Um, uh, we also watched The Road to El Dorado because I remember thinking it was, like, a funny movie when I was a kid. Uh, it's a very similar, um, like, story structure, uh, which is why I thought of it. The We meet these two wacky crazy guys who are uh, swindling people for money and then they win this cool map and then they accidentally stow away on a ship with some of the strangest animation <laughs> ever um, and then uh, it's like they're from Spain and they, they're on a uh, conquistador ship and then 
What? They, like, they like row over to America when they escape the ship. They, I, they like, fall off and somehow wind up exactly it, where the map yeah. begins. It gets a little <laughs> sketchy in the middle. Um, and the rest of the movie. Um, but <laughs> they, uh, they follow this map. And the movie's called The Road to El Dorado, but Adam's comment was that the road takes about ten minutes of the movie, and then we're just at El Dorado. Um, they arrive in the city of El Dorado, which is... Um, like a mythological city that's uh, set in like the Aztec Empire, I believe, um, and uh, the the competing priest and chief of the tribe are like uh, trying to make the people like them. So they're like, "These are the gods that we've been waiting for. Let's do a party and like a other thing." Um, so they just pretend to be gods uh, until they realize that was a really bad idea and they need to leave, um, and then somehow do the same white savior thing and save the city from the conquistador um um there's music in there that's <laughs> kind of bad even though elton john did it um uh what were your thoughts on your first time watching this movie adam um it's it's not a musical no but there there's but there like are songs. there's one song where like Elton John just like narrating their journey through a song. In incredible detail. He goes through what they're doing. It features the line a sumptuous grand design. <laughs> which I've never heard in any song. Sumptuous. A sumptuous grand Ooh. design. It's got some weird lyrics in it. Incredibly detailed song. Not an entirely good song. It's not like to the point where it's annoying. Like it's it was stuck in my head, but I wasn't like mad about it because it's kind of funny. It's just one song in one scene, so like yeah. you're like okay, whatever. But it is a weird and not great song. It's very strange. Elton John, you know, he doesn't always hit. Sometimes he misses. I, he misses a few times in this yep. movie. Um, there's one song where the characters sing. The main characters sing a song. That's the only song they sing. It's because they're drunk, I think. They're right. having a party and they're pretending to be gods and they're drunk, so suddenly it's singing time. Yeah. Um, the animation when they sing is a lot of fun. There's lots mm -hmm. of colors and weird things going on. It's, 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 you know, it's most of the animation in the movie is good. Like, mm -hmm. for the most part, it looks great. There's just one scene early on where the barrels that they're hiding in are three-dimensional, but the people like hiding in the barrels are two-dimensional, and it's just upsetting it looks bad. Yeah, I don't know if they, like, tried to, like, supplement the 2D animation with some... That does happen in a lot of movies. Like, I think even back in, like, The Lion King, they did some mm -hmm. computer stuff for some of the bigger spectacles and then you hand and that, draw the that's rest. that's okay when it's, like, a, like a landscape It works or sometimes. Yeah. But not so much when the characters are directly interacting with the objects. Yeah, it was, like, a weird disconnect where, like, the barrels... And then the deck of the ship they were sitting on looked like they were made by different animators in different yeah. places. It was kind of weird. It like, it was not super major, but it was big enough that like took your it, like took your attention away from everything else that was happening. You're like that barrel looks weird. Mm -hmm. It probably wasn't great. Um, but it's got some. You know, the songs are not great. A couple of them are fun. The the, the one where the characters sing. I don't remember how it goes. It wasn't so it wasn't that good a song, but it was entertaining and. Um, it's most it's just like a silly comedy, you know, yeah. compared to Atlantis, which is a little heavier. This one's just more goofy. You know, it's a I couple of memes from it. That are, that are the people's... the both 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 was good meme. You know, yeah. um, I think what I really liked about it when I was younger was the main characters because they're very. Um, uh, I think they're like well established characters for how mm -hmm. movies like that usually are. 
I mean, we, we get introduced, like I said, they're doing their little gambling thing, and then they jump right from that into, like, a whole staged sword fight with, like, a script and acting so that they can evade the guards. And my, like, nine-year-old brain watching this was like, oh, whoa, this is this is mastery like of, these, of storytelling. Like, these guys are awesome. This is incredible. <laughs> um, I'm... I'm majoring in improv now, guys. Here we go. You know, um, so I, I think that the characters are well written, and the whole thing with the um, the priest and the chief competing for the people's uh, attention, I thought that was a really good like subplot that drove a lot of the story. It, things just didn't go together quite right. No, it's it feels kind of rushed. I think mm-hmm. I think I, I think I read something about it that like they were trying to. It's a DreamWorks movie, and they're trying to sort of compete with Disney at that point. Mm-hmm. And it kind of feels like they're trying too hard. It feels a little bit like a Disney ripoff, because it kind of is, right, I guess. Yeah. I mean, DreamWorks obviously made some great movies. Like, a year after El Dorado, they made Shrek, which is, like, perfect. Right. Um, I guess they, you know, El Dorado was kind of a step to get in that direction, so mm-hmm. I guess that's a good thing. Um, it's not terrible. Uh, it is a little, I don't know, the best, maybe kind of ethnically sketchy yeah now you have a character named miguel who has a british accent that's kind of that's kind of weird <laughs> he's supposed to be uh spanish yeah and like uh, miguel, the, miguel and tulio, tulio. Are the main characters. yeah they drop like little spanish words into their english sentences there's one scene where they make a joke about uh when he's like uh, oh i know what el dorado means it means uh big rock or something but you're spanish those are spanish words you're speaking spanish words to each other yeah you I should, think. you're from spain you should know what those words mean yeah um and my favorite part <laughs> my favorite part is the priest whose name is zekel khan is he's like a 16th century tribal priest and he does air quotes at one point which i don't know this when those reads. this yeah. guy's been reading books i don't know when those started <laughs> I feel like it's like a 90s thing or I something. I definitely don't think that they were um, culturally relevant in um, to the Aztec like people. A, a, like a lost ancient city where this guy's doing air quotes. I that I, I thought that was tremendous. I suspect that their writing uh, looks different than ours. <laughs> yeah. just, just a gut feeling. I don't know. Um, I think, I mean, we, we had fun watching both these movies. Mm-hmm. We do like to tear into movies a little bit while we're watching them. It's great. <laughs> Um, so it doesn't mean it's not a fun movie. Right. I still I have a good time watching it, even though I'm. I have should we? Critiques. Should yeah. What? Yeah. Should we talk briefly about the horse? Yeah. What's with um, Disney and Pixar horses acting like dogs? Mm. Also, the horse does um, talk once. Do you remember that? Vaguely. At one point in the whole movie, like... the horse says words, and it's so jarring, <laughs> and he never does it again. Altivo. Yeah. That's the horse's name. Yeah, he's like he's a giant dog. He like plays fetch. He's a he's a full size horse. Uh I don't know why that is. He's very, very expressive. Mm-hmm. He follows the characters around everywhere. He goes like upstairs a lot. Um so I don't know if I don't think horses like stairs very much. I think it's bad, it's for, bad their, for their knees or it's bad whatever. for their bones. Um but not Altivo, because he's a cartoon horse. He's like so he's like a dog. Right. He's fine. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, I think that whoever made the movie Tangled, like, sat down and watched The Road to El Dorado right before they drew that horse, <laughs> because it's the same horse, just more 3D and Tangled. Um, I don't know. The, the horse didn't need to be there. 
No, he serves no purpose. I mean, they ride him at one point, but he didn't have to be a character. Yeah. Um, I think he's just there, so at the very end when they do have to ride him briefly, um, he's he's there for them to ride. I think they wanted, like, a cute animal for the movie, but later on they introduce this little armadillo. Oh, he's way cuter. Yeah, yeah super adorable, and, like, actually serves purpose in the plot. Yeah. Somehow. Um, <laughs> That's a surprise <laughs> for you to figure out on your own if yeah. you watch the movie. Yeah, uh, which is on... Amazon, I think. Right, yeah. I don't remember when we watched it. Oh, we did watch it with commercials. That was also kind of fun. I don't, yes. rec- I don't recommend that, but if you have to, uh, um, like, get some laughs out of that as well. Nothing will beat watching someone uh, do a spell to summon something, and then being uh, it uh, a hard cut to the Geico gecko. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was pretty good. That was good. But I think we can wrap it there. Um, next week... I believe we're planning on watching the original Beauty and the Beast movie as well as the one that came out a few years ago so we can talk about, like, what did each one do well? Um, Do we like them? You know, that kind of stuff. Uh, And then in the future, I think the following episode, we're just going to watch all of the Star Wars movies, like all nine of them, as well as uh, Rogue One and Solo. And we're going to talk about all of those. And I'm very excited about that. I think we should also rank them. Yeah. To get our individual lists ready, see where they match up. That is a really good idea. No, you know, no one else has ranked Star Wars movies before. I think, and I think that all of our opinions will be entirely original. Yes. Um, anyway, I'm excited for that. Uh, if you're listening to this on Spotify or whatever, you should like the podcast. You should show it to your friends. Um, and let us know if there are any movies that you'd like to, us to talk about in the future. That was the movie den. Faint-hearted, we are part of a sumptuous grand design, changing legend into fact, we shall rise.